I know you guys were worried about Chance Robinson flipping. Well, Chance, he's locked in. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Sunday. I'm Alex Dono, your host, University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much, even on a Sunday, to the everydayers for making Locked On Canes your first listen. And, you know, we bring it strong when we do Sunday episodes. And we have uh, one of the show favorites here. Brad Tejeda joins us, canesinsight.com. We love talking recruiting with Brad. And Brad, you've got Bo Bradbury paintings behind you. That that freaking t-shirt you have on is pretty epic. I know that like the audio listeners are like, I want to see it. I want to see it. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see what Brad is rocking. You are all Kane today and every day, my friend. How are you? Absolutely, man. Appreciate you having me on this uh, great Sunday. Big, uh, big list of visitors once again from Miami and, you know, a lot of great intel that we'll be talking about here shortly. Uh, it's, it should be a good, you know, next few couple of weeks. Yeah, and I said it on our episode a couple of days ago that, of course, you know, there's a lot of players who are already committed to Miami, like Judd the Ambassador Anderson, Isaiah Thomas, who shut down his recruitment a while ago, Juan Manaya visiting, like guys who are already committed, uh, and, you know, guys who aren't committed who we'll talk about. But one of the players that has been verbally committed to Miami for the last two months has made Kane's fans sweat a little bit. Because he's been going through the process, and that's Chance Robinson, four-star wide receiver. Uh, he committed to Miami the day of the spring game over two months ago, but he has taken official visits to other places. He visited Penn State early in the month. He visited Florida mid-month, and Gator fans are, they're not the brightest. Uh, anytime, anytime a player arrives on their campus, I don't think they understand like what recruiting is. They just think if a player sets foot on campus, he's going to commit there and they've killed it this month. I'm not taking anything away from them. They've gotten uh, they, they've done a great job with their class this month, but I think a lot of Gator fans just assumed, Oh, chances on campus. He's going to flip here. Well, Mr. Robinson has his Canes official visit. He's wrapping that up today. And He's locked it in. He's locked into Miami. He tweeted that out today. He's been telling reporters he is locked in. So, I mean, at any point, Brad, did you have any legitimate concerns about Miami losing Chance here? No, I personally uh, never thought Chance was flipping. Um, this is a guy that I think the staff really made a high priority from the beginning. Um, and they understood that this is a young man that wants to just enjoy his recruiting process and take his visits. You also got to remember, you know, one of our top guys in last year's recruiting class that we're raving about and Ruben Hurricane Bain also enjoyed and took his visits. Um, so you got to understand from a recruiting standpoint and the coaches that we have, they understand this recruiting process. So they're going to use their relationships and how they have a gut feeling. And if they feel okay, they're, I mean, we're not a program right now that are in any situation to kind of say, Hey, you need to lock and shut things down right away. We're not going to, we're not going to pay um, re recruits to, to shut it down early um, because that's just not what Miami does um, like other programs. But yeah, man, Chance Robinson, no chance he was flipping. And uh, I, I like I like where we stand with a lot of his Miami Garden Ravens um, teammates as well. You know, you got JoJo, Jeremiah, Ryan Mack, uh, a few other guys. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Lynn McCoy, too, you want to talk about flipping. That's another guy on flip watch. 
Well, why don't we talk about him now? Uh, and Luane McCoy, he he was on campus today, Sunday, seven on seven, spending some extra time with Miami's coaches. He was not an official visitor this weekend, but there is buzz that Miami is going to get an OV for him coming up in the fall. Luane McCoy, um, you know, before he committed to Florida State in mid-April and prior to that, it seemed like he was trending strongly to Miami and he really wanted to be a hurricane, but Florida state, like credit to them, they were able to change the narrative in mid April, but Miami's trying to get back in for Luane McCoy. Where do you think the hurricanes stand right now, Brad, in terms of a possible flip? Yeah. I mean, when you talk about flips, right, I think two names that have really been high on the radar for Miami, that just seems like it, it just continues to grow is Luane McCoy and Jalen Hayward, um, Georgia commit as well. Yeah. Uh, but Luane McCoy, you know, Again, this is another teammate of Chance Robinson back at Miami Gardens Ravens. Um, also, Jeremiah Smith. Luane McCoy, right in your backyard, playing at Miami Central. Um, this is a young man that's listed as an athlete, can play both ways, corner or wide receiver. Um, Miami's definitely looking at wide receiver. And when you look at the wide receiver board, um, you know, there's going to be a few targets that Miami has been going after uh, that are going to be making announcements here in the next few days. Uh, you got Draylon Miller. Uh, on June 29th, you got Jarari Hawkins on June 26th, and you got Braylon Staley on, on uh, June 30th. So those are three targets that Miami is going after at the wide receiver board that you could potentially miss on all three. Uh, you might have a shot at Braylon Staley out of the three, uh, but then that kind of slims your wide receiver board down a little bit, right? You got Corey Bonney from Miami Palmetto that Miami's trending for a lot, uh, and then LaWay McCoy. Uh, so then when you look at a number standpoint, you got Chance Robinson, who we just talked about, locked in. That's your number one wide receiver so far in this class. If you flip a Luane McCoy and you land a Ja'Cory Barney, that already brings you up to three wide receivers. Um, so now you got to start from a you know wide receiver standpoint. What what guys are you really going to make a top priority with only one or two spots left? And I know you know JoJo Trader and Jeremiah Smith are going to be at the top of the board regardless. So from a number standpoint, um, I think Luane McCoy has to be in there very soon. I think I expect him to flip hopefully in the next you know few weeks. You know, you mentioned JoJo Trader. Uh, you also mentioned Jeremiah Smith, who is official visiting this weekend. But we all know that's an uphill battle, right? I'm not, I'm not going to take any victory laps on Jeremiah Smith just because he's visiting. Uh, you know, Ohio State, a big time team to beat there. They've had him verbally committed for several months. But JoJo Trader, uh, his Shamanad teammate, who's another five star receiver. Miami's right in the thick of it for Trader, who's probably not going to commit until December, and he's not taking his official visits until the fall because uh, his mother, and God bless her, is uh, you know recovering from some kind of a health issue. Uh, that's why he's not taking OVs in the summer. He's going to take his OVs in the fall when his mother is better and able to travel. So God bless on everything there. But I love the fact that we talked about this on the show the other day, Brad, that JoJo Trader showed up to Legends Camp. Uh, no one was really expecting him to be there. And not only did he show up, because a lot of times five-star players will just show up and network, right? They'll just hang out, rub elbows, puts the cleats on, and he goes through drills and workouts. He wanted to be coached up. He wanted to get the opportunity to work with Kevin Beard and Shannon Dawson and Miami staff. I respect that because a lot of five-star players whose stock really can't get any higher you know, don't even bother to you know go through with things like that. But that young man is an alpha. He's a hard worker, and he wants to get better. Um, and it seems like Florida, Florida State especially, are going to offer competition for Miami there. Where do you think the Hurricanes stand with JoJo Trader? Yeah, JoJo Trader is one of those recruits that me personally, Alex, um, I kind of got the same feel for uh, Reuben Bain last season. You know, let him enjoy the process. But, you know, straight from the jump, I think this, this staff has really made JoJo Trader feel like the Jeremiah Smith. 
Um, I, I know they're kind of a 1A, 1B situation, but JoJo Trader is just as good, if not better. He's 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 a tremendous athlete. Uh, in my opinion, he could definitely play both sides if he wanted to. But JoJo Trader, I think, ultimately ends up being a Miami Hurricane when it's all said and done. And like I mentioned before, um, if you could flip a Luane McCoy and then you can, you know, obviously we, we locked in Chance Robinson and then you possibly land um, a safety at St. Thomas Aquinas and Ryan Mack. If you get those three guys on board in this class, you already know from a recruiting standpoint with the staff, the understanding of the process of a guy like Jeremiah Smith and JoJo Trader, you're going to have to just wait it out a little bit. You're going to have to show it on the football field. You're going to have to produce wins. You're going to have to have, you know, eye pleasing offense when it comes to Shannon Dawson. So as long as those things are answered, uh, I definitely think Miami lands JoJo Trader. Obviously, with Jeremiah Smith, it's a little bit different. I think Ohio State's still the favorite there. Uh, but th those those are guys that you got to continue to chop wood. You're not going to just, you know, say, oh, you know what? You tweeted I'm never going to visit Miami again, so I'm not going to talk to you anymore. Uh, you you got you got to put pressure on that and continue to do what they're doing. Um, I, I like, you know, news from, from him and also, you know, a guy like Ellis Robinson from a couple weeks ago. Just continue yeah. to chop wood. Chopping wood, absolutely. Now, uh, you know, one of Miami's committed players who is visiting this weekend uh, told uh, a local media outlet that he thinks four of the uncommitted players who are on campus this weekend are going to end up becoming Hurricanes. Which four might those be? And we'll talk more about some of the most promising pro uh, prospects on campus right now. We're only getting started, man. Brad DeHate is here. I'm here. It's a party. Keep it locked to Locked on Canes. Keeping it locked to FanDuel, my friends. Baseball season is in full swing. There's no better place to get in on all the action than FanDuel. That's America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That means you have literally nothing to lose on that first bet. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to join today. You can bet on your Miami Marlins, who have been <laughs> much better than I expected, that's for sure. And I love FanDuel because the site is safe and secure. There's so many great promotions on FanDuel. Very easy to get your winnings out as well. So do not miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. And for the everydayers, if you want to take your everydayer experience to the next level, join our exclusive SMS texting service through subtext. I'm including a link in the show description below. I drop some Dono balls on there from time to time. We talk a lot of recruiting this time of year. I give you guys show previews and sometimes just random thoughts swirling through my head. And you can chat with me one-on-one. -on -one on the subtext as well. So click the link in the show description below completely free. If you want to try it for 14 days. And then if you like it, you want to opt in four ninety nine a month. If you don't like it, no sweat, just opt out. And we'll all go along with our lives. Uh, Brad Tejeda is with us talking recruiting with Mr. Tejeda from Kane's insight. So Brad, it was uh, offensive lineman, Juan Manaya from Paramus, New Jersey. He's one of the committed Canes who is taking his official visit this weekend. And Matt Shodell from Kane sport, who does a great job, uh, wrote that Juan Manaya told him he thinks four official visitors from this weekend are going to be committing to Miami at some point. Um, now, I think one of those, tell me if you agree or disagree, could be Ja'Cory Barney, who we talked about, the Palmetto receiver, who had been trending to Nebraska, but he balled out at a seven-on-seven -seven at Miami's campus, got an offer from Miami, and things have been trending very quickly in Miami's direction for him. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Ja'Cory Barney is, you know, one of the top guys that I would expect to be a Miami Hurricane. Um, like you mentioned, he he did his 
great job over at a seven on seven camp and, and performed very well, you know, got Kevin Beard's attention in the staff. And this is a guy in your backyard at Miami Palmetto um, that I expect to possibly have a commitment uh, date here pretty soon. Uh, when you think of other guys that are uh, on campus currently that possibly may make an announcement um, sometime soon, you also got Ryan Mack, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas safety, uh, like I mentioned before. Um, has a lot of good relationship and ties to a lot of other big-time targets that we're going after. Not to mention, um, when you turn on this tape and look at his offer sheet, this isn't a guy that you're just asking to get an offer or, or commit to Miami because of a relationship standpoint with other recruits, right? This guy has a very good quality list of offers. Um, I believe, you know, Alabama, Auburn, a few other teams have offered them. It's just, are they committable offers, right? right. And I think Miami is going to be one of the programs – uh, that will give that committable offer. And I think it's a win-win scenario uh, from a recruiting standpoint on Miami's end and for a guy like Ryan Mack, whose who's dad is Coach Rod Mack, who, who was the coach of all these phenomenal players that were going after uh, back in the day. So I like where we stand with those two guys. Um, there are a few offensive linemen um, that will be making some announcements soon and some later. Uh, you got Zuri Madison, um, who's pretty much down between uh, Arkansas, Miami. I expect him to make a commitment announcement either Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. Um, I I like Arkansas right now. Yeah, me um, too. It's really it's really a toss up, um, but I think Arkansas may end up getting that one. Um, then you also got Derek Plaz from Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, he was current. He was committed to Penn State. Um, ended up decommitting to Penn State um, after Miami kind of you know what was sidetracked and didn't really know that that was going to happen. So they got that official visit. He also visited NC State this past weekend. Um, I think NC State and Miami are both in a good battle for Derek Plaz as well. Um, you also got App State uh, in the mix for him. And then you also got Mortz, Schmo. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. But he's answer. Good... Well, I, I interviewed him. And, and it's funny, when I interviewed him off the air before we started, I'm like, bro, you got to say your name for me so I don't butcher <laughs> it. Schmoranzer. <laughs> Smoranzer, there you go. So he has a commitment date of uh, June. He's got a commitment date of June 30th as well. He just announced. So that's another guy that will be making an announcement. Um, that's between Virginia Tech, Miami, and Pittsburgh, I believe, in West Virginia. Um, and then Asandre Afua, who's one of the top five interior offensive linemen in the country out of Seattle, Washington. That's my guy. Uh, this, yep, this is a guy that, you know, uh, him and his family really loved the visit this weekend. Um, they, they thought from an academic standpoint, they really loved, um, you know, the smaller classroom. Shout out to our guy, Gabby Rudia who drops incredible information on the 24-7 boards. Um, he was able to post that, along with the productivity. Um, Asandria Fua knows the ins and outs of what Alex Maribel and Mario Cristobal bring to the table from an offensive line standpoint. Um, and he really notices not only them, but he notices, you know, a young guy in Francis Maigoa who is building a really good relationship with him. Uh, unfortunately, Maigoa wasn't here this weekend to kind of take part of that official visit. Uh, but I think Miami's in a very good spot with him, along with Georgia and Texas A&M. Uh, so those are going to be some of the interior offensive linemen. And then obviously the defensive line is kind of where, you know, everybody is wanting to talk about. you got so many names that have been coming up every single week, every official visit. It seems like that there's names all around the world, whether it's Dylan Stewart, David Stone. Colin um, Simmons. Colin Simmons. Uh, and then again, Kamarian Franklin. Uh, you yeah. know, first, first week of June, Kamarian Franklin came for an official visit. Um, this is a Mississippi native who – Many don't know uh, Coach Woodle, um, tight end coach. He actually grew up on the same block as Kamarian Franklin. So they have, a, they have a very wow. good relationship. This is a guy that's actually the, the head recruiting in the Kamarian Franklin uh, recruiting uh, visit. Even though he, he 
coaches on the opposite side of the ball. They have a very good relationship. He's He's been the lead guy on that, and he's knocking it out of the park. You know, this is a guy that's visited other SEC programs. He canceled an official visit uh, to come back to Miami this past weekend. And, I mean, from from the pictures, from the articles, from the news you've been hearing, from things I've been hearing, um, I, you know, I've been able to take, talk to Kamarian uh, a couple times, and this man loves Miami. Uh, he, he, he enjoys the staff. Like I mentioned before, him and Coach Woodle have a very, very good relationship, probably the best relationship out of any coaches in the, in the nation. Um, I would expect Kamari Franklin to possibly be a Miami Hurricane when it's all said and done at the defensive line position. Uh, you also got Elias Rudolph um, from Deerfield. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a guy that came in last week as well that I think Miami is uh, possibly training for. He may be making an announcements soon. Uh, you also got Artavius Jones this past weekend. Uh, that, that, that's one that I, I wanted to talk about a little bit because we hadn't talked about Artavius very much on the show. I think I brought him up one time, and I mispronounced the name of his town. Uh, Bluntstown, Florida, I think is how you say that. Four-star defensive lineman, 6'3", 280. UCF yep. and Florida State are also in the mix there. Had a, a super productive junior year of high school, as anybody who's a four-star recruit surely did. Uh, do, do you think Miami is trending up for Artavius Jones? Absolutely do. Um, again, shout out to Gabby. Um, he he first reported this, I think, this morning or last night. Um, Artavis Jones said right off the bat, this this is the best visit I ever had. Nice. Um, so that that's what you like to hear with a guy like Artavis Jones. You know, again, there's a lot of big fish on the table with, you know, Justin Scott, Dylan Stewart, Colin Simmons, David Stone, uh, Kamarian Franklin, uh, even a Marquise Lightfoot who, who was here this past weekend from Chicago. That's another guy. It's going to be between Miami and Ohio State. I like where Miami sits with him as well. So I, as long as you could get about 40% of these names that we're saying, that's a that's a very good average. And you got to also understand these are all big fish. You're yeah. battling with the, with the best programs in the nation, and yet you're just coming off a 5-1 season. Um, so, so you like what you're seeing from a recruiting standpoint from the staff. I love it. There's a few other names I want to talk about with Brad when we come back, including – Rohan Marley's nephew, my guy Chris Cole, if if he ends up trending towards Miami, who else do we have to talk to? Uh, I want to talk, you know, Caleb Odom, and I want to talk a little bit more about Jalen Hayward, who Brad brought up. So still, man, we got a lot more to cover here. Keep it locked to Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure at some point this coming week, Miami is going to land some verbal commits. So we're going to have our eyes out for that. Anytime a commit drops, you're going to have a new episode or even sometimes an emergency episode of Locked on Canes. So the everydayers are, uh, are definitely going to be enjoying this coming week. Um, let's talk, Brad, about Chris Cole, four-star linebacker out of Salem, Virginia, uh, very sought after. Um, and seems like Georgia, probably the primary um, the primary competition for Cole. You know, Miami does have a built-in legacy advantage in Rohan Marley, who has been on campus this weekend. I'm sure he and his nephew have had a chance to visit. I saw Rohan at Legends Camp on Thursday. He's been hanging around the program this week. Uh, so, Chris Cole, like, do you favor Miami here? Or is it still – because it's, it's kind of unclear to me where Miami stands for Cole from where I sit. Yeah, you know uh... – the, the the Virginia native, obviously, like you said, as related Rohan Marley, you would think Miami um, would, would easily be the team to beat. But from hearing from people in this camp, that Georgia visit, um, they really rolled out the red carpet for him. Mm. Um, they they treated him, you know, like a like a five star that he should be. Um, and I think Georgia was possibly the team to beat until coming into this weekend. And from everything I've been hearing, uh, you know, between Rohan Marley, between the love that he has for the University of Miami, and just the continued relationship. 
that Miami just has never changed from the beginning. Um, you hear that with a lot of recruits that you talk to, that the consistency level of relationship and just having an overall outlook of a plan, not just with football, but with life after football, whether it's academics, whether it's a, a 10 or 20 year plan, these coaches and this staff really do a good job at, at kind of laying an overall blueprint of what's to come for Miami, um, especially with the facilities. Uh, once we produce wins on the football field and we have a, a true facility, state-of-the-art facility that we can really show these top recruits, uh, Miami's going to be really tough to beat for a lot of these guys. But I think right now, Chris Cole, um, it's between Miami and Georgia. I, I like where Miami sits with him. I don't expect him to make an announcement anytime soon. You're going to just continue to have to chop wood. But I, I like where Miami is with him. Um, but Georgia's obviously going to be a team to watch. About two and a half months ago, um, I met Caleb Odom, the four-star tight end out of Carrollton, Georgia. He was down on an unofficial visit watching Miami Hurricanes spring practice. And at, at that time, it seemed like the primary battle was between Ole Miss and Miami. And it felt like Miami was a pretty strong favorite at that point. Well, later on in his recruitment, Nick Saban and Alabama got in the mix. And they turned it on its head when it came to the trends after his Alabama visit, the crystal ball started dropping Caleb Odom to Bama. He obviously hasn't committed there, at least not yet. Didn't shut down his recruitment. So Odom, who I really like six foot five uh, pass catching tight end. He's been on campus this weekend, Brad. Um, it's probably fair to say Bama are still favorites, if not strong favorites, but do you think Miami can keep chopping the wood with him? Yeah. Um, you know, I think, at this point, I think he's already kind of nearing a decision. I think he may have an idea of where he wants to go. Uh, I believe he'll probably announce probably mid-July, if I'm not mistaken, mm. or early July, uh, so in the next few weeks. But like you said, Alabama right now, I think is probably the team to beat still. Uh, and just from a you know a tight end recruiting board standpoint, you know there's not many other guys that we're going after right now from a tight end position. Um, so that would kind of lead me to wonder if you kind of leave that door open for that second tight end uh, of a guy that maybe you could – kind of circle back around on um, potentially once football season starts, maybe a guy like Corey KJ Duff yeah. um, from team raw, who obviously will be making an announcement here soon between Rutgers and North Carolina. Um, but he's a guy that's got the flexibility to play tight end or wide receiver. Um, we're recruiting him as a wide receiver, but he's a guy that you could possibly take as a second tight end in the class just to do it and have the flexibility of bringing in actually more wide receivers. Um, as we know with the Shannon Dawson offense, you're going to need as many wide receivers and tight ends that can play wide receiver. Um, Corey Duff is probably at the top of the list of that. Love it. Brad Tejeda, canesinsight.com, is always bringing the info with us. Do you think, Brad, um, it's Sunday right now. Do you think over the next few days uh, I may have to get ready to do some emergency episodes, or do you think the timeline could project out a little bit longer or the next couple of days could be busy? What do you think? Um, I think you possibly could land one or two recruits uh, by – this time next week. Um, I think, you, you know, probably mid midweek, you may get one, um, possibly two. Uh, we, there were some names that we said that I feel very confident are, are going to make announcements soon. Um, but I would say at least two, two guys. I love it. Uh, awesome job. Make sure you follow this man on Twitter at Tejeda Brad. Check him out at canesinsight.com. And guys, make sure you follow this show on Twitter. If you follow at Locked on Canes, we will follow you back. Uh, and remember to check out our exclusive subtext SMS texting service link in the show description below. Got a full week coming up, my friends. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Brad, thank you so much for taking the time and enjoy, enjoy the last moments of your weekend. Appreciate you always having me, Alex, man. And uh, it's great to be on Locked on. Keep doing great things.
Thank you so much, man. You too. We'll talk to you guys next time on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. <laughs>